Um, so you guys are not going to say what you so guys about, uh, yeah. We're going to go through the card. You're not going to say anything. You want to. <laughs> you can. But me and Stan are going to say who we got. <laughs> so the prelims, we're just going to go. Let me get a fresh one. Go ahead. You do that. <laughs> so here, okay. we'll go through some fights, Tatiana. You pick one. Pick one fight out of these 11 that you want to pick. 11? Oh, we'll go quick. All right, just go. Or no, we'll just do the main card. Jordan Espinosa versus Mark De La Rosa. Mark De La Rosa, I got. I got Jordan Espinosa. Good. Andre Feely versus Charles Jordan. I gotta go Andre Feely. He beat me somehow, miraculously. So I want him to do good so I look better. I pick Feely. That's who I pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna post that and I'm gonna tag Charles Jordan. <laughs> Marab Davish. Where did you Where did you find this at? What this card? Yeah. UFC.com. Mar- Tatiana, that wasn't a real question, was it? Yeah, it was. Well, she might be trying to look it up. Marab Davishvili versus Ray Borg. Oh, I think. Wait, what? His name is like that. Marab uh, Davishvili. Yeah, Ray Borg's fighting again. Yeah. Dang. He's got. Uh... A, he's got a tough out, and you'll appreciate this, Tatiana. So either Ray Borg or Marab are the all-time leader in takedowns at bantamweight. Which one do you think it is? Marab. Yep. Was is that your question? What? That was is the worst. Really? No, I was segueing to you are currently in a chat room with the all-time leader at takedowns in the UFC featherweight division. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. How many? Oh, a whole boatload. <laughs> Wait, you're not going to do the undercard? I mean, we can. I didn't want to keep you. I felt you had to go get swole. We'll run through them quick. Anthony Ivey versus Christina Aguilera. Christina what? Aguilera, obviously. No, it's Christian. Christian Aguilera, but it was close. <laughs> I'm still going with it. I'm still yeah. going with Aguilera. They both have the black silhouette, so I can't really see which one's which. I'm just I'm picturing Aguilera with blonde hair. All right, Jordan Griffin, Derek, Derek, Minner. I'm going Jordan Griffin. So here's what happens, Tatiana, when we go with undercards like this, and Dennis doesn't know the people. He he either picks on whichever name sounds cooler to him, or he'll look. <laughs> He'll look at the picture and be like, that guy. Why? He's got a better tan, better chest. <laughs> I'm a big chest guy. Tyson big. Tyson Nam versus Zaruk Adeshev. Tyson Nam. I love Tyson Nam as well. Thank Ju- you. Julia Avila versus Gina Mazzani. Oh, man. I don't know who the other girl is. I'm going to go with whoever Tatiana picks. I don't know who, who those girls are. Say the names I again, Stan. I know who Gina is. Julia Avila versus Gina Mazzani. I'm going with Gina. I don't know who Julia is. 
I know a lot of sweet Julias. So, <laughs> my, sister, my sister's name's Julia. So I'm a little bit of a massage. Did she ever meet you in a fight? Huh? Did she ever meet you in a fight? No. That's why I'm not picking her. <laughs> so what I usually pick on women's fights, and I'm a little bit of a misogynist, I'll pick which one I think is more attractive. And I think both of these ladies are attractive. Oh, wow. So Julia Avila versus Gina Mazzani. I will go with Gina Mazzani because she was just on Ashley Evan Smith's podcast. Oh. And, and you know she is dating Tim Elliott. Yes, I knew that. Yes, so I'll go with oh, her. Oh, Julia Avila? Oh. Have you had that girl on your podcast? No. That's another thing, too. We usually pick based on if you've been on the podcast. We're going with you. Nobody we've named so far has been on the podcast. That girl? I think she's going to win. Who, Julia Avila? Yeah. Why, she's a beast? She hits hard. Okay. She looks so innocent. Yeah, she looks innocent. Watch her last fight. I'm going Julia Avila. (laughs) Charles Rosa versus Kevin Aguilar. We gotta go with Rosa. He's been on the show. I think he's probably his last showing, not his best showing. You're only as good as your best, your last fight. So I think he's gonna be like, "Hey, I gotta that do didn't something. happen." Yeah, yeah. And that was a weird performance. Like he couldn't stop the takedown. He was almost like getting taken down and immediately twisted. Like I think Bryce Mitchell yeah. showed that he's a problem. Yeah, in that fight. Same. Yeah. All right, so so now we'll jump back to Marab versus Ray Borg. I got Marab. I just got to go with my guy. He's like, I know he's not Russian, but he's like from over there. What is Marab? Borgia. You yeah. Go, you're going Ray. Oh, I thought you said Borgia, like Ray Borg. No. He's from Georgia. Yes. So, like, he just, and I've sparred with a guy. He's just like, I melted the man, and like his, he's this guy's like a hard skull. The, and the man's not gonna quit. Remember the one fight he was winning, and then he like went out on the buzzer, and they gave Ricky Simon. The, yeah, in Atlantic City, yeah, that you got guillotined. But, but um, he didn't act. No, and it was at the end of three rounds too. Yes, I got. He's the dude's just not a quitter. He's a fucking bulletproof machine. Isn't that his nickname, the machine? Yes. Yeah. Well, you see what I did there? Yes. And Menace knows them all well. That whole little Seralongo group. They went out there for Aljamain's fight. Aljamain won spectacular fashion. And then they all stayed out there for another week because now Marab just took this fight with Ray Borg. Did he take out a short nose or this has been scheduled? One week. Wow. Yeah. Like we were... I think I think if if uh, Ray Borg can stay on his feet, it'll be an interesting fight. But I think I agree. Rob is just like he just keeps taking people down, even though they get back up and take them down. We've almost had Ray Borg on the show. We played a little phone tag, and then um. Marab as well is long overdue for his appearance on Medicine Man. Oh, right. Right. Especially because he's so close to you guys. 
Well, uh, Marab is once COVID ends, we'll have him in studio type banger. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had. I think that was our last episode in studio, or one of them. We had Sermonara and Blonde Fighter. Yep. Toward the end of the right when COVID was kicking off. So the co-main event, Carl Robertson versus Marvin Vittori. Oh, I'm going with the, the Italian. Yeah. The Italian. I'm going to go Vittori as well on that one. Because he, he's done a little work. Oh, no, he's done a little work with uh, PJ Nestler. Oh, Vittori. Yes. Yes, Vittori's also almost been on the show. He's managed by Ali. And he's at King's MMA. We can get him on. Yeah. Well, we've we've been in talks before to get him on, but scheduling is always the issue. Just, Show. Jessica I, Cynthia Calvillo. Tatiana, who you got? <laughs> nice try. <laughs> oh, I know them both, so I can't. It's a tough Which one. one e- all right. All right. Which one stylistically is an easier fight for you? They're like the same, I think. I think, yeah, this is, they are one, very except similar. For one, one's a little I bit think, different. I think, Kavia, I think, I think Cynthia probably has a little sharper strikes. I would, I would, I also think Jessica I is stronger. This is actually a tough fight to pick. Yeah. Like, it is pretty tough. Yeah. I I feel like Cynthia can take her down. I just don't. It just depends on how well Jessica I can get up. Or, but I don't know. It depends. It really depends. Like Jessica I does have like a sick record at 125. I don't know off the top of my head. The Valentina loss. I think she's like 12 and 2. Or something like that at 125. And then all her losses, most of her losses other than the Valentina one, and her one loss early in her career came at 135. So, like, 125, she's solid. And what's her name? Cynthia only has one loss. Yeah, I just I just think Jessica's the stronger athlete I don't think either of the women are knocking each other out. I don't think one's going to hit and the other one's going to drop like a sack of potatoes. I don't think that's happening. Um, I think I think it'll just be like... I don't know. Because it's- Jessica I has a, has a tough chin on her too, so she could be taking shots and keep the pressure and throw back yeah. and win that way. She showed that against her with her last fight against that one girl that hits pretty hard. I forgot her name. Uh, the Brazilian Valentina? girl. The Brazilian girl. She fought last. I think. Uh, right, Viviana Arujo. Yes, her. Vivian. Arujo. Yes. I was very impressed with I in that last fight. Um, I think the only way Cynthia wins. Is if she like out point fights her, which Jessica I beat Blonde Fighter, who out pointed her but just grinded her. Close fight though. Enough for the win. Yeah, very close fight. 
Very close fight. Yeah, I thought but she just kept pressure, pressure. Even I think Blonde Fighter is one of the best point fighters in the weight class. For sure. You know? Um, and she still won. I mean, it was a very, very, very close fight. But I don't think Cynthia is a better point fighter than Blonde Fighter. No. Um, so Cynthia would have to do something similar that the Feely did to me. Is like I was over aggressive and just level change, quick takedowns. And the other thing we kind of, I think for now, fight picks we've got to take into account is training camps. Like Jessica I, Vegas, training in her garage, a little bit at Extreme Couture. I don't know because the gyms are closed in California, right? Yeah, but uh, I think she was like sparring with girls at AKA and stuff. All right. Who? Cynthia? Yeah. So she might have changed camps. I don't know. I remember she was part. She hasn't, she hasn't been part of. She's She left them a while ago. Yeah. Alpha male. Yeah, she left Alpha male. I know she was training with Buckholes, and now maybe she's just moving around. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, I think she's probably just like going around like with, to find sparring partners and stuff. Yeah, so that could be uh, make me lean towards Jessica I. I think Jessica I is a little more dialed in in her training. Because the only thing that when you're when you're doing your own thing and and you're a nomad, unless you're a beast on yourself, whatever. But which if you're a beast on yourself, maybe you're overtraining. But if you're going around, no one's keep holding you accountable for things where you might be undertraining. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've so never, if you're if you're um, your own coach on everything you do and no one's watching you, you can easily overtrain if you're an animal if you're doing too much. But also if no one's watching you, like hey man, where were you for? No one's holding you accountable. You could also undertrain too. You know, it's hard to be that medium where like where someone watches you all the time. Like yo man, back off, you're doing too much. Or hey man, you're not doing enough. Yeah. You know. That's my coach. He's like. You need to leave. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Because you're doing too much. Yeah, he he get, he gets upset. He's like, "You trained like eight hours today." Because I'll be like, you know, hitting mitts at the end of the day, and he'll be like, "You trained like eight hours today." He's like, "Cause I'll be like, one more round, one more round." And he'll be like, "No, you trained like eight hours today." <laughs> he'll get all upset. He's like, "You need to relax." <laughs> I can't help. 